Hi, I'm Madison. And that's the magic of the Scrub Daddy. Hi, I'm Sydney. And you know what? Duffs are just pigeons with religious connotation. I said it. She said it. I'm so brave. Madison. I mean, you see the little crosses around their neck. Oh, tiny rosary for tiny doves. Oh my gosh, is that what the keychain rosaries are for? (laughs) I'm going to petition the Catholic Church. If they're going to make all that money, they might as well use it for something good to bring joy into the world. Anyway, (laughs) Madison, how are you doing? (laughs) Um, just fine. You know, same, same shit as always. (laughs) Same shit as always. I will tell you with the recent news, one of my interests today was going to be, my name is Madison and I did not have sexual relations (laughs) with that woman. (laughs) But then I thought, no, but now I'm thinking maybe... My dad wanted to watch a documentary with me the other day, and um, he goes, uh, this one's called The First Impeachment. Do you want to watch it? And I was like, ugh, no, I'm not really interested. Like, that just kind of happened last year. And he was like, no, this is about Andrew Johnson. And I was like, oh, (laughs) First Impeachment has two different contexts now. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So nice. We did it twice. (laughs) Dumbass. 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 That's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to ostracize anyone that might be listening, but yeah, that's stupid and you should feel stupid. (laughs) Um, Anyway, what are we talking, speaking of the 90s, what are we talking about today? (laughs) Yeah, so that was, so I looked it up what date that happened and I think it was December 19th, 1998, the Bill Clinton was impeached, um, which was remarkably close to the murder of um, Princess Diana release date. Suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're talking late 90s, early 2000s nostalgia. We got a couple of toys to talk about. Um, We've already brought up Princess Diana very early. Um, But of course, she's always in the back of our hearts and our minds. Justice for the people's princess. The people's princess. Uh, You're wrong about has such a good series of episodes on her. I feel like I have a whole new appreciation for Diana. Have you listened to Die Town by um, no. uh, Gil Faison and George St. Geegland? No. Um, yeah, the Oh Hello podcast is all about the murder of Princess Diana. The murder of Princess Diana. <laughs> Die Town, baby! <laughs> <laughs> and her lover? Dodi Al-Fayed. Where were you? I was at home, in bed, in 11. I was over <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> that, damn, that was some deep cuts. If anyone's lost, go watch yeah. some John Mulaney specials. So, I'm here to tell you that Martha Stewart is on the board of directors for Healy's. Really? Yes. The Okay, so the brand group that owns Healy's for anyone that doesn't know, let me quickly explain what Healy's are. Healy's was really popular when Sydney and I were growing up. Patented in 1999. They are an American brand of roller shoe <laughs> that have usually one or more removable wheels embedded in each sole, similar to inline skates, allowing the wearer to walk, run, or by shifting their weight to their heels, roll. <laughs> Braking can be achieved by lowering the back of the foot so that the sole contacts the ground. Or in the case of me, when I had them, just stumbling you had vicariously Heelys? i had pink and white heelys oh my gosh i'm so jealous like i can't even skate so i probably wouldn't have been coordinated enough to use heelys but 
there was a while there where I was like hell bent on getting some. Um, do you remember how in middle school, um, people had to take the wheels out of their Heelys during the school day and they would like have them in their pockets and you could see like the Heely wheel budge bulge in uh, yes. people's <laughs> jean pockets. <laughs> Is that a Heely's wheel in your pocket or are you just excited to see me? <laughs> Is that a set of wheels in your pocket? Yeah, it was so funny. Like that the whole context behind like a principal staring down a student and them like gesturing at their wheelie or wheelie Healy wheel bulge <laughs> to like Healy wheel bulge to say it five times fast. to express that they didn't have their wheels in their Healy's. Wow. That was a different time. Yeah. It was a different time. Actually, as I was researching this, it brought up like the idea of shopping malls. What a foreign concept now. Mm-hmm. Like putting up giant posters banning Healy's. Like, I've seen more Heelys are banned posters than I have seen skateboarding is banned posters. See, I don't skateboard. I don't Heely. Um, I have no coordination. I'm very tall. All of my weight is at the top. I just I just tumble right over. Um, but every time I see, like, a no skateboarding or no Heelys ban, I'm like, man, fuck you. <laughs> Let them <laughs> skate. Hey, man. Let them work. Hey, man. <laughs> let them live (laughs) yeah i remember when so i learned how to use my heelys my brother and i both was something um equally as nostalgic we learned to use our heelys by um running and then switching to the heels because you had to kind of like get a little bit of a momentum going and then kick up to the heels but we held on to our razor scooters for support what like, would you have it yeah. to the side of you? Or would you? Yes. Put, oh, okay. Huh. D- razor scooters were great, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I miss razor scooters. Oh, my gosh. My brother and his friend one time decided that they were going to um, basically do, like, all kinds of cool tricks, breaking the back wheel. Mm-hmm. And my brother brings me my scooter back, and it's got a square back wheel, and it never worked again. And I still haven't forgiven you, Parker. <laughs> What color was your razor scooter? Um, it's a good question. I w- it was some sort of warm tone. I think mine like was red, red, maybe. Yeah. I think it was red. I, I think we had a red one and a black one. I loved scooters, uh, razor scooters, because it made me feel better about not being able to skate. Um, because like all my friends would be skateboarding, and I would just bring my scooter, <laughs> which like. <laughs> it's kind of sad when you think about it, but I felt uh, it uh, gave me an opportunity to be part of the gang um, without destroying my kneecaps. Uh, okay, yeah, so I decided to look up Heelys because I was fascinated whenever we were discussing like nostalgic toys because I had Heelys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I did frequently bust my ass on my Heelys, <laughs> and I found out in my research... That the American, um, the American Academy of Pediatrics also discovered that a lot of children were busting their ass using Heelys. An injury rate of approximately fifty-one per one hundred thousand children for injuries requiring orthopedic attention. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Thirty-four percent of the injuries were suffered by children using Heelys for the very first time. Seventy percent had used the products five or fewer times. So a lot of newbies really hurt themselves. God, that would suck. The first um, time you break out your brand spanking new Heelys, you fucking 
destroy your ankles and have to go to the emergency room. Yeah, and I will say, like, this isn't an expansive study. I think this was a 10-week study conducted over the summer. Like, um, okay, but how many to- toys that involve physicality like that would have those types? Of numbers, you know? Oh, like moon shoes? Oh my gosh. <laughs> How many orthopedic injuries do we have for moon shoes? What's the worst I've ever hurt myself? Probably on a pogo stick, which is old oh, school, so that can't be blamed things, on this this time period. Those things were similar to the Razor scooter in that if you hit them on the wrong part of your body, it would hurt like hell. Um... I'm surprised I didn't shatter my ankle with my Razor scooter, like, swinging around at me. Same. Or the other thing that was, like, the the shin bone annihilator was that damn, like, skip Skip rope thing. (laughs) Was it called a skip it? That you stick on your ankle and you, like, swing it around. Mm -hmm. It's a wonder that I didn't break my arm more than twice growing up because I, I tried most of these things. Like, I had a lot of outside toys or skateboard like I like to do these kinds of physical activities and one time on the pogo stick I was jumping and I fell off in such a way that I landed flat on my back oof it was the first time I had ever knocked (laughs) the wind out of myself that's scary I thought I was dying I had no idea what was happening and I just run inside like silently heaving crying like (laughs) I can't breathe and I don't know why (laughs) am I dying your first existential crisis was caused by a pogo stick (laughs) um yeah i think i kind of avoided those types of fates because i like acknowledged to myself that i was not coordinated and i was not athletic in that sort of way like i couldn't really jump rope i couldn't really do skip it's um i have no rhythm (laughs) so i can't really like do stuff like that you dance in your kitchen you have rhythm (laughs) I only have rhythm if I'm one in socks and two in my kitchen. <laughs> it really aids with the movement. <laughs> well, then you probably had a lot of experience with other toys at this time. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to completely expose myself. In the last episode, I exposed myself as a Twilight loyal stan. And in this episode, I'm going to expose myself as a total Barbie freak i know so many barbie dolls like oh my god i fucking love really yeah did you not know that about me i just i think we've talked about it before maybe briefly but it's something that's so uncharacteristic (laughs) of you now that i can't wrap my head around it yeah god uh i i don't know how i've convinced people that i'm like even a little bit cool (laughs) um if people are even convinced of that, that's assumptive. But, uh, yeah, I loved Barbie. I legitimately had, like, 200 Barbie dolls. Um, yeah, that's all I would do all day. I think that's why I'm so creative now, because I would literally entertain myself by taking two plastic humanoid shapes and making them talk for hours at a time. 
See, I rejected the idea of Barbie, and I didn't have a good reason why. Mm -hmm. I think it's because everybody else was so into Barbie. And again, like I exposed myself the last time, I'm a little shit. Right. And I was like, (laughs) no, I don't want that. But then I turned around and had all of the Polly Pockets, which were not any more. They're the same. They're just small Barbie. (laughs) They're Barbie that you can hide easily because you're trying to closet yourself as a doll player with her. (laughs) Doll player. I don't know. That was not eloquent. (laughs) That's my new username on everything. Doll player with her. Doll player with her. (laughs) Banned. Okay, so what cool Barbie sets did you have? Did you have the like the cool cars and the? I remember one that I really thought was cool. I conceded that this was a cool Barbie doll. Was the one that changed colors in water. I think I had some of those. Um, I legit. I had a good um array of them. Have you ever watched Trixie Mattel on YouTube? The drag queen. I have occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, She collects vintage Barbies and she did a series where she went through her whole collection by decade. And the 90s one was awesome because I had so many of these old Barbies. But the reason I had so many, I think, is because um, I don't know if you ever experienced this. This is my little shitness as a child. Um, Whenever I was invited to a birthday party and we would go pick out a present for whoever, I would ask, like, beg my parents to buy me one, two, because I would get jealous <laughs> that one of my friends was getting a Barbie that I wanted, and they would have to go and buy two Barbie dolls. <laughs> and, um... I'm surprised your parents let you go to parties. <laughs> <laughs> when I was older, um, and we would be at the store, and I was a little embarrassed to buy Barbies, maybe, like, eight or nine, like kind of being peer pressured into not liking that anymore um i would have my mom pretend that she was buying a barbie for a present when it was really for me in case any of our uh classmates were to run across us at the toys r us um what is it about like the age of like 9 to 14 that makes you embarrassed to be alive because other at all? 9 to 14 year olds are mean as hell <laughs> there is after having worked Friday nights at a gym where people would drop their kids off and like go out to date night and stuff like that, so it was all of the town's kids, there was no meaner age than like 9 to 12. Oh, yeah. No meaner age. It's because they're old enough to discern what is acceptable and unacceptable in society and what is normal, but they're not old enough to have a filter yet. <laughs> So they could pick out, like, not to borrow John Mulaney's bit, but, like, what you don't like about you. Like, they can clock that shit from a mile away. Yeah, I would be, like, asking them to do something or, you know, giving them instruction or rules or whatever. And they would say something and it was like, you can't, you're not allowed to make me feel uncool. I'm 21. Excuse me. I can drink alcohol and vote. Fuck you. Yeah. You know what? Your mom dropped you off because she doesn't want to hang out with you. (laughs) Your mom Mm -hmm. doesn't like you, you sniveling little shit. (laughs) And neither do I. (laughs) Go to timeout. My coolest Barbie item that I had, I think, um, I had a teal and pink Jeep uh, convertible for my Barbies. And it was the coolest shit in the world. I wish I had one in real life. I would trade my car for teal 90s jeep in a minute um i also had like a barbie volkswagen beetle which was cool i had this weird like high-speed train uh barbie set which i think makes me want 
it's the reason why I'm so passionate about uh, Amtrak and train travel becoming <laughs> normalized in the United Planes, States. trains, and automobiles? Yes, because of the pastel purple uh, train I had when I was younger. Um, I don't think I ever necessarily had a dream house. I had one that had an elevator in it, but I didn't have it for very long. I must have broke it or something. What do you think your worst toy at this time was? I'm sitting here reflecting, because you're saying that you like begged your parents to buy you Barbies. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about... Like, the things that probably pained my parents the most to buy me, but they still did. So, the worst for them, or the thing that I didn't like the most that people would just give me? I guess both is fine. I don't... I can't recall really having anything that somebody gave me that I was like, uh. I mean, people would give me Barbies and things like that, but usually... Right. Those would get traded around. Like, we traded things (laughs) like that, but... Yeah. A lot of... Because I had it. My brother and I were so close in age, too. We got a lot of stuff that we could, like, use together. I think that's part of the reason why we were outside so much is it's like, go play catch, go play tennis, you know, stuff like that. Like, as a group. That's cute. Yeah, it was good. I was an only child until I was 11, so I was spoiled ass rotten. Um, Everything (laughs) was for me and everything was girly. (laughs) And everything was pink. Everything was pink. Um... No, it's weird because I would still have this, like, tomboy demeanor. Like, I didn't want people to know that I was so into this stuff, but I could legitimately... I think today, if you gave me, like, four or five Barbies, I could sit down and play with them um, for hours at a time. We could have a tea party. Yeah. Um, My my thing that I hated getting was um, those... Um, black, it would be a black plastic portfolio and you opened it up and it was like an art set. It would have like 24 Mm. markers, 24 colored pencils, oil pastels, watercolor stuff. They were all garbage. The quality was so bad. It rendered the whole thing unusable and like people would get me that shit constantly and like, thank you for like supplying my interest and feeling that passion. But, um... For the love of God, just get me a pack of Crayolas. Like, that thing was absolute garbage, and I would get stuff like that all the time. Mm-hmm. The only time that those things ever came uh, in handy was, like, that one year in middle school where it became really popular to chalk your hair. Yeah. Those sets were those, invaluable like, then. <laughs> melted crayon paintings. Uh, oh, yeah. Where you, like, sewed crayons to a a canvas and ran a blow dryer over it. Yeah, I only made one of those for my brother, but it turned out pretty cool. I tried to do that, and it turned out, like, hot dog shit. (laughs) It takes a long time. You'd think it'd be easy peasy, but it is not, in fact, lemon. I had, like, a dollar store hair dryer, too, so it's probably... I used my mom's nice hair dryer, and she was like, I swear to God, if you get crayon wax on that... I, sw- I swear to God, Sydney. Lipstick in my Valentino white bag. <laughs> um, do you remember? Well, you probably do. Speaking of vines, um, there was a vine with one of these in it not too long ago. Sky dancers. Mm. Uh, yes, I had a sky dancer. I loved, loved my sky I dancer. Had a memory seared into the back of my brain from like my first house in the 90s in the backyard using my sky dancer for the first time those were fun the vine of the girl on christmas using her sky dancer for the first time and it flies into the fireplace (laughs) that broke my heart it's comparable to i don't know if this was a vine or if this was a video like an important video on the internet before vine really became popular 
But did you... Do you remember those, like, alien discs that were basically just, like, helium frisbees? Uh, They were huge. I do remember those. Okay, so this kid is playing with one, and he throws it to his friend, and it does, like, a little flip, and it it goes perfectly into a water drainage cutout in the sidewalk, and it just disappeared. I think I had one of those. Yeah, Sky Dancers um, were produced by a brand called Galoob. From 1994, yes, from 1994 to 2000, um, they were actually recalled for causing various injuries, um, much like the Healy. Uh, (laughs) So the way they work is um, they all look like ballerinas, and they have these foam wings under their arms, and you get like this little launcher, I think mine had a dolphin on it. Um, and you pull the string and the doll spins up in a way and, um, her wings, like, catch the air and she, like, spins around. Very cute. Um, but I think they got recalled because they would cause injuries that people would need, like, stitches for. Like, people would get sliced in the face with their sky dancers somehow. Yeah. Um, they were recalled, uh... Because over a hundred injuries were reported, ranging from temporary blindness to facial lacerations requiring stitches. Um, so they were on the market for about six years, and then I think they re-released them in like 2012 or some something like that. I'm fascinated that we had one of those, and my brother and I both didn't end up with some sort of facial laceration. If there was an injury to be had, we would get it. <laughs> it's amazing to me what still gets by with uh, recalls. And I know we're not, I mean, you and I are only 20-somethings. Like, we're not back in the 60s where they gave you, like, literal uranium to play with or anything. But there was a lot that was still scary right? that we were allowed to have. And... It reminds me of that news report where that girl bought the magic wand. <gasps> That's what I was thinking play, about. Princess yes. thing. It was like a dollar uh, store at thing. the dollar store. Uh, somebody. I was showing that to somebody. I can't remember who. Maybe it was Daniel. And I showed him that picture, and he was like, "Is that? Is that real?" I'm like, "Yes, this really happened." What was it when he peeled off the? It was a. It was a demon girl slicing her arm open. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I had so much princess shit from the dollar store. Like, every time I went to the dollar store, I would pick out some sort of dress-up boa or right. plastic heels, hat, crown, some Something shit that would from the dollar end store. Up in the ocean, in the plastic island. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, okay, it's a great example. I would get those little pills that would turn into sponge monsters. Oh, my God. I loved those things. I got one of those not too long ago just because I needed, like any sort of semblance of serotonin (laughs) those little dinosaurs that you could put in the water oh those are great yeah like there were washcloths and underwear and stuff (gasps) that would do the same thing where they were just compressed into a little ball oh this is bringing back a memory that i had repressed (laughs) i had work it out here with all of us (laughs) this is so embarrassing i had um a washcloth that was one of those compact things and I don't know why I liked it so much but it became like a safety item for me and I lost it at our neighborhood pool and we couldn't find it um we looked in the lost and found and 
I guess someone took it, which is weird. <laughs> because it was just some old ass washcloth that I dragged around for however long. And they were all poor quality when you got them anyway. Like that oh, yeah. thing when you probably first put it in water was paper thin as it was. Oh, yeah. It was, I don't know why I was so attached to it. I must have been experiencing some sort of trauma at the time. I don't know what the hell was going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, whoa, I completely forgot about that. Huh. Yeah, I feel like we would always have like one or two of those kinds of things in our stockings at Christmas time. Yeah, they're fun. And the only ones I remember are Spider-Man related. <laughs> I don't know why. The only ones I can see in my mind's eye are like related to SpongeBob or Spider-Man. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. There was a time there when toy manufacturers like went off the rails. There was some cool shit. Do you remember all those like sets where you could like make your own slime or something like a lot of diy stuff yeah. came out at around the same time speaking of which did you ever have an easy bake oven of course i had an easy bake oven Ugh. i had the crappy one though i had like the blue and gray one that was like all new i didn't have any of the original like pink and white actual oven shaped ones yeah i think i had like a purple and white one maybe it was purple and white maybe i'm remembering blue and gray somewhere else but it, the one where you would like it, to it me, it was more like, like a pizza a microwave. oven. Mine did. Yeah, mine was like a mine was like a pizza oven where you would shove something in the top, push it in with like basically like one of the the pizza pan things. You would like push it in, and it, a, a light bulb would cook your brownie in just under like twenty four hours, <laughs> and then you push it through. I this is so funny. This is such a thing that my parents would do. I don't know if somebody else bought me the Easy Bake Oven or whatever, but. My, I remember having the Easy Bake Oven, and I made, like, one brownie or something in it, because it would come with, like, one mix, basically. And, Mm -hmm. um, I made that, it was the best thing I ever tasted, of course, um, because it was (laughs) probably all just sugar, but I... For some reason, in my head, like, Easy Bake Ovens are, like, the cream of the crop of baked goods. <laughs> um, easy Bake Oven? I, re- I made a macaroni and cheese in mine, I think. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't like even... It was, like, some frozen... Yeah, blasphemy here. Sorry. Sydney doesn't like mac and cheese. I thought that would be the one time that that kind of went under the radar. Um, no, you're from South Carolina. We have to draw attention to it. Sydney's like us is from South Carolina and does not like mac and cheese. Gross. But I, I don't like mayonnaise, you. so I'm right there with her. Yeah. We're both going to be nailed to the wall at the same time. <laughs> we'll die together on these hills. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, easy bake ovens, uh, cream of the crop of baked products coming out of those things. And my parents wouldn't would not buy me any more mixes. I guess they were too expensive or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. I, so that's the reasoning behind why I think someone gave me the Easy Bake Oven, because I don't know why my parents would buy me one and then never buy me another mix again, but that's how it went down. These were the first microtransactions in the game. <laughs> paying for Easy Bake Oven mixes. Yeah. Speaking of terrible cuisine, <laughs> how do you feel about kids' cuisines? Oh, God. Ew, those were nasty. I remember seeing all the commercials and being like, who is still funding this company to make this bullshit? Are they still around? I I don't know. 
Did Michelle Obama get rid of those, please? God, I hope so. Um, but I'll tell you what, Lunchables, she better not touch those. Those slap. Don't touch my Lunchables. Don't touch my, Don't lunchables. Touch my generic dollar brand Lunchables. Don't touch any of it. Uh, I still make Lunchables for myself today. Charcuterie. Charcuterie is a dog Lunchables. Millennials <laughs> is just Lunchables. It's all of our repression coming back as Lunchables. Oh, yeah. And another thing my parents wouldn't buy me that often just because they were expensive for what they were. Like, they were literally yeah. just cheese and crackers and tiny hands. But, oh, but, oh, my God. Yeah, one of the saddest days after becoming a vegetarian was when I realized the only Lunchables I could get now were the pizza ones, and those sucked so hard. Uh, literally. They sucked. The- I think I've only had the pizza ones once, and I literally threw up after I ate it. Like, it was not good. <laughs> that marinara was awful, Ew. or whatever they called yeah, red sauce. It's basically tomato sauce with, like, one piece of parsley and one shake of pepper on it. <laughs> And that, too, it, they would, like, put it on, um, like, church wafers. That was not a real piece of bread. <laughs> the body of Christ. <laughs> uh, pizza Lunchable Bodies of Christ. Like, really, though, they used, like, communion crackers. They Catholic were terrible. Service and the priest is giving out communion, and he walk up Preparing with a little lunchables. squeeze pack of marinara sauce and, like, two pieces of cheese in your hand. <laughs> You're like, I got this. Yes, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> and also with you. The Catholic Church, um, because Lunchables are so expensive, I think if they switched to Lunchables at, for communion, the Catholic Church would go broke. Because <laughs> imagine how many Lunchables you have to buy. How are we going to fund the tiny rosary for pigeons if we make... It'd have to be a bring-your-own-lunchable, B-Y-O-L situation. B-Y- we need. We keep talking about this, and whenever the pandemic is over, we really need to do like an early two thousands themed party, and it needs to be BYOL. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Everybody has to wear silly bands. Uh, did you see that the um, <laughs> the CEO of Silly Bands <laughs> uh, married a young woman, and she has a TikTok, and it, like she keeps trying to get like silly married? bands clout. Yeah. Silly bands clout is a phrase I never thought I would hear yeah, in my it's lifetime. It's like she's <laughs> single-handedly trying to get silly bands back into the American consciousness through TikTok. And it's kind of pathetic. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, the Zoomers aren't going to fall for that. No. No. And I'm like, one, the Zoomers probably don't even remember silly bands because that was when we were in, like, elementary and middle school. Um, mm-hmm. And... I don't know if they stayed popular after we got to high school, but it's so weird. And she's, like, trying to flex on her rare silly bands. And I'm like, stop. They're plastic rubber bands. Leave us alone. I remember when girls would go on vacation and they would put a silly band somewhere to get a tan line in the shape of a dolphin or, like, a (gasps) sun or something. I think I remember that vaguely. I couldn't tan, though, so I wasn't really privy to those types of competitions. The tanning info. <laughs> Is that your silly band tan? <sighs> Damn, no wonder I associate purchases with accomplishments. There was so much shit shoved at me as a kid. Yeah, I remember, like, I feel like every year there would be one or two things that would kind of gain popularity really quickly and everyone had to have one at the same time. Do you remember those uh, weird, like, sequin purses that everybody had? Oh, yeah. They were, like, woven, um, 
And they had one strap and they had like the sequins attached to the outside. Those Oh, you know, that brings back another repressed memory. Do you never remember when people would make purses out of jeans and Kool-Aid jammers? <gasps> I remember the Kool-Aid purses. Yes. <laughs> yeah, drinking the Kool-Aid to get the Kool-Aid purses. Yeah, there was a specific boutique that I would get all of the trendy stuff. I remember in fourth grade specifically was the year of the sequin purses, gauchos, and those mm. scarves that you could wear in like a hundred different ways. The tube scarves. Oh, the Disney Channel scarves. Yeah. Oh my god, the tube the scarves. The tube scarves. I would, the like fuzzy. Yes. Those are the things that were in Horton Hears a Who or what? Not yeah, Sneeds. Um, um, the Lorax. The Lorax, the the new Lorax. Yeah. They're Sneeds. <laughs> um, gosh, the early two thousands was the worst time for fashion. It was you can't change a my goddamn mind. hate crime against all of us. I swear, I hate crime against humanity. <laughs> early two thousands low cut jeans. Miss me with that low cut boot cut. Too many cuts. Uh. <laughs> Too many different types of cuts. If your zipper was longer than a quarter inch. <laughs> Why did any of us think we looked good in that? Like, not even, like, Paris Hilton looked good in that kind of shit. <laughs> I know. And it was made for her, We all you know? rediscovered ourselves with high-waisted jeans. God bless. <laughs> yeah. I was seeing on TikTok where people are like, uh, millennials haven't outgrown their um, skinny jeans. Number one, you can have my skinny jeans over my cold dead body. Exactly. But two, if you saw the pendulum that we swung from, yeah. you you people weren't alive for this awful, awful fashion that we lived it's through. It's like we all came out of a nightmare collectively when we started wearing skinny jeans. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. We were all released um, from the weird matrix that we were in. Like, Heelys are a testament to how bad. Like, those stupid, uh, giant, like, skater sneakers that were really popular. Oh, yeah, the DC sneakers. Yeah. I had a pair of those, of course. Uh, I wore them, like, twice. A memory that, like, the image that flashed in my mind when you said that is the DC sneakers with boot-cut jeans. The back of your jeans would be, like, the cuff would be shredded to shit from where your big-ass sneakers were stepping on. (laughs) (laughs) It's so gross. (laughs) And you're at the youth group in your long-sleeved shirt. With a tank top over oh it. Oh my god. And like a tie. Your rainbow flip flop. And honestly, if you want to know what this looks like, if you watch any Disney Channel show, they still dress like this. Any <laughs> Disney Channel show is a culmination of early 2000s fashion. The skinny scarves are still a look, though. I'll admit that much. God. This was supposed to be about toys. Yeah, I'm just going to bill it all under nostalgia. Oh, okay. That's fine with me. I think my mental illness would be a lot worse if low-cut jeans had stayed in longer than they did. Oh, same. 100%. (laughs) I don't know why we popularized low-cut midriffs, or low-cut jeans and, like, high-waisted, or not high-waisted, high-cut shirts at the same time, too. Mm -hmm. People just looked long. (laughs) Yeah, you looked like you were a giant that had stumbled upon, like, Gulliver's travel style um, clothes, so, like, you couldn't find clothes that fit you properly. (laughs) Belting everything oh, was really popular. I had a everything an intrusive thought the other day. Belts. I had an intrusive thought the other day that something would look good if I had a thick belt with it, and I was like, "Ew!" That thought came out like 2008 and implanted itself in the front of my mind. <laughs> that sounds like you took a step into hell. I remember people would wear belts 
not only would you wear like a thick belt around like a muumu, <laughs> you would also wear like chain belts sideways. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. You had one of those studded belts, didn't you? Oh, I had so many studded studded belts. And I bought all of my studded belts from the fucking jockey lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my knockoff studded belt? Like, my rainbow wouldn't be in the proper order. (laughs) Or, like, the the paint splatters on the the studs would, like, peel off after three layers. Oh, my God. I had a friend that had the white ones with the paint splatters. Oh my gosh. Mm, I used to wear, I used to like unironically wear my studded belt with my um, sweatbands, like the wrist <gasps> sweatband things, like completely unironically. Hot Topic did us dirty. Dirty. Hot Topic still be doing me dirty. <laughs> if I walk by there, I'm like, it's, what is this? No, it's so strange. I can't shop at mall stores anymore. If I go into a mall, this is not like me being hipster or cool or whatever. It's like if I go into a mall, I can't find something anymore that I would even like. Like, I, (laughs) no. No. Was it just me or would your American Eagle jeans get holes in the inner thighs too? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I couldn't. I never was able to wear American Eagle jeans because my butt was too big. I still can't wear American Eagle okay, jeans. Okay, so it's like the same problem, the different flavors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Okay, yeah, so that's why I would... I would always buy jeans at Old Navy. I still do this because Old Navy is very conservatively sized where my ass <laughs> is like two sizes smaller at the Old Navy and they're very stretchy and... I am comfortable in those. Yeah. I have it started because all of the straight-legged jeans were so skinny in the waist for so long. Like, no wonder there were so many eating disorders out of the early 2000s. For real. My problem that I had when skinny jeans really came into the fore was that is also when I hit my growth spurt. So... Yeah, try uh, going to the American Eagle and finding your 34-inch inseam um, in a pair of skinny jeans. Doesn't work out. People used to make fun of me for having, like, wearing high waters, but I was like, I literally cannot find jeans long enough for me. And uh, Cuffing (laughs) jeans comes from having to adapt high water skinny jeans. Change my mind. Oh, yeah, for sure. I wish I had known about cuffing back then because I would have been way ahead of everyone else out of necessity. <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? Oh, about Old Navy. Yeah. Um, I don't really like, I'm not a fan of fast fashion and um, I'm sure Old Navy has a large hand in environmental detriment, but um, damn if they aren't size inclusive though. So shout out uh-huh. to them with their, extra tall jeans that actually make me look not like a freak. (laughs) Where else are you going to get your 4th of July t-shirts every year? (laughs) I'm glad they moved out of the phase where everything said Old Navy on it. Oh, every brand in the early 2000s. Do you remember Aeropostale? Oh my god, everything was so branded. No wonder I hate it so much. Everybody, like, had to have a Hollister hoodie. Oh, I had one. I haven't thought about Hollister (gasps) in years. I had a Hollister hoodie. I specifically I went to the I, boys section to get my Hollister hoodie. I got mine from Plato's Closet. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I I always felt really self-conscious in Hollister. I only ever, like, went in with friends or, like, twice by myself. I think I could count the amount of times that I went to Hollister on my hand. Just because, I don't know, it's always, like... When I was younger, it always seemed strangely sexual to me, and that would make me uncomfortable. And It was so loud. As an older individual, I'm like, I can't see it. It's too loud. <laughs> it smells bad. <laughs> and I felt... It smells like teenage yeah. sweat in here. Yeah, and I feel like they didn't carry a wide range of sizes. Um, kind of like the Abercrombie and Fitch problem, where they don't want to cater to, like, bigger people. Um... I I don't know. I always felt self-conscious when I was going in there because I was like, I know these clothes don't fit me. You know these clothes don't fit me. Let me get my boy's Hollister hoodie and be out of here so I can have any semblance of clout in middle school. <laughs> when I was like 15, 15 or 16, I was hanging out with a friend and we went in there and they chased her out of the store to hand her an uh, employment application <sighs> and they like did not look at me at all and I was like, cool. Shit like um, that really does it to you. Huh? That hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Did, were you the one that applied at Old Navy with me? Or was that Ashley? I think that was Ashley. It was it was Ashley, but you have to tell everyone. Oh my I, God. We've talked about your Old Navy interview on here before, I think. I don't think so. Maybe that was the first episode that we never like released or anything, but tell us about the your Old Navy interview, please. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, so senior year of high school, I went to apply for a job at Old Navy, and I thought I would have it in the bag. I frequented the Old Navy, um, as did Madison. That was, like, one of our stops on our usual route about town to waste time. Um, So I went in for an interview, and their interview style is actually um, group interviews. So several people would be interviewing with you at a time. Um, take a shot every time I say interview. Uh, so I get there. Oh, God. <laughs> I get there and, like... We're not responsible for your medical bills. Oh, wait. I don't even think I've told you about this part. Okay, so part of the interview was that you had to bring in an item that describes you. Uh, what? Yeah, I've never told you about this part. I just remembered it. So, I found... Listen to this. I found the perfect object to describe me, in my opinion. It was a postcard from the Cleveland Museum of Art of a Van Gogh sunflower painting that had a coffee stain on it. And I was like, this is me as an object, especially in high school. Uh huh. So uh huh. I was like, I got this in the bag. So we get there, we're chatting, everyone's going around, and they brought in like photos of themselves and like old stuffed animals and stuff and I brought in like this super deep postcard thing and that was the first moment that I knew that like this wasn't gonna work out because they just kind of like dismissed it and I was like whatever this is cool anyway um as everyone was introducing themselves um one girl said that she was a model that she modeled um that she was a model And, uh, we were like, oh, really? And we asked her to elaborate. And she said, I work at Hollister because that's what they call their employees. That's what they call their employees. Instead of calling them cashiers or whatever, they call them models. And she told us to our faces 
that she modeled for Hollister. That's like an MLM or saying that she owns her own business. Exactly. So, at th- oh. yeah, that was some horse shit. And then the manager comes out. And um, <laughs> we all go back in the back to do this group interview activity. And so we all sit on these old couches in the back of Old Navy. And um, he has a sheet of questions with him. Uh, like icebreaker questions. And God, this is such a weird process to interview people. But uh, he went around one at a time. And asked people questions and so one would be like what color best describes you and the next person got a question like what's a quality about your best friend that you most admire and he got to me and I reckon he had already decided that he didn't like me and he looks me in the Mm -hmm. eye and he says what is the biggest mistake you have ever made in your life and what did you learn from it and that is not the typical interview question. Especially, that is a form <laughs> of the typical interview question, but that is brutal. Brutal. And the person that was next to me literally got something like, what's your favorite color and why? And he gives me that mm. question and I was like, okay, first of all, fuck you. I refuse to answer it. And um, the interview was over at that point, but I was like... Miss me with this. I'm not fighting for this 7.25 an hour job. If you're going to sit here and decide you already don't like me, like, why am I wasting my time here? That's wild. Fuck wild. We need to ask Thomas what his question was, because he got hired at the Old Navy, so I'm curious what his answer was to his interview question. (laughs) We talked shit about the manager together. I was like, did this guy still, is he still your manager? And he's like, oh yeah, I don't like him. Uh, brutal. Oh my god. I was like 17 too. It's like, fuck you, man. That's like... I don't know why retail interviews the that, are the worst. The girl that lied about being a model got the job. No way. Yeah, she worked there. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the conviction and the confidence you have to feel in yourself to tell an entire group of people that you're a model because you work at Hollister. I've never had the audacity. Like, I fudge my resume a little bit to make it sound more impressive, but I've never done shit like that. <laughs> That's straight up lying. Hey, let's... Okay, so we have we have a podcast. We have, like, what, 30 listeners, maybe? Let's go ahead and give ourselves some titles. I'm a social media manager. <laughs> um, I have the number four comedy podcast in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> We're just manifesting our reality here. (laughs) Sydney and I do this full time. Oh, yeah. Um, We have one million listeners. We have a MeUndies sponsorship. We we have a MeUndies sponsorship. (laughs) Um, Some fancy toothbrush wants to sponsor us. I don't know. People make animated versions of clips from our podcast and put them on YouTube. God, that would be so nice because I would love to see what you just said. (laughs) Um. Ugh. Yeah, that was one of our usual hangs. Let's see, what else is, like, very late 90s, early 2000s in my mind, like, in, in terms of locations? I don't know why Kmart comes to mind, <laughs> but Kmart just feels Kmart like it hasn't updated Sears. its stock since 2003. Kmart and Sears feels like uh, very 90s in my mind, probably because both of those things are closed now. So that's the only place I can access them is in my memories. 
But do you remember having this conversation? I think it was in high school when we, we couldn't find something. Mm-hmm. It was at Kmart or Sears. Yeah, if you if you can't find something, go to Kmart. One article of something. Yeah, it was always at Kmart. Yeah. Um, it was, remember, it was specifically when scrunchies weren't a thing yet, and I wanted a scrunchie, and I was like, I bet they would be at Kmart. Oh, what else? Uh, uh, Chia Lincoln was at Kmart. <laughs> Chia Lincoln! I wanted a Chia pet that looked like Abraham Lincoln, and I found it at Kmart. So Kmart's cool in our books. Like, Kmart can ride. Oh, yeah. Hey, there's so much I'm probably, like, repressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the damn pixel toys that were like little houses pixel and they had chicks? a girl that looked like the animated Lizzie McGuire that would scream at you. Yes. Those things were pixel, loud. Pixel chicks. Yeah. Pixel chicks. They were loud and they were mean. Like they were, they treated you like a Hollister employee sometimes. <laughs> I don't want to play with my pet. I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. Okay. I about that. That was like the first Sims game almost. <laughs> Oh, can we talk about The Sims? Of course we can talk about The Sims. Another thing I fucking love. The Sims is grown-up Barbies. Changed my mind. I can't because you're not wrong. <laughs> Sydney and I had a family in Sims one time. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, our precious... Unfortunately, we were burgled. Our precious um, Alejandro... Was that his name? Alejandro... Alejandro... Wolf. Wolf. His last name was Wolf. Because we were multicultural yeah and then he had an adopted german daughter uh and her name was nine (laughs) (laughs) because because we went to type nina misspelled it and it was nine and so we decided she was adopted (laughs) and then the first night we were playing with nine and alejandro they got burgled we just watched in horror we We couldn't couldn't do do anything about it Oh no. <laughs> Madison was like, what's that music? And I was like, oh my god, I think we're getting robbed. It got all dark and then the sinister music started playing. I was like, what did we do? Did we did we break something? And then they got robbed. <laughs> what's happening? Is this a metaphor? <laughs> Let me go to the Facebook post. A lot of people gave me suggestions of their favorite 90s toys. Oh, Hit clips. We have to talk about hit clips. Hit clips. Ah. Hit clips. clips. (laughs) Mine looked like a cat. The only... Oh, really? Yeah. I had the white cat one. I had, like, just a generic little blue one. I loved hit clips, which I eventually ended up getting a USB MP3 player. And I felt like king of the world. Um, Oh, yeah? I had... A gallon Ziploc bag full of hit clips because I think we went to like a garage sale or something where somebody was selling them and it was just like boxes and boxes of hit clips. <laughs> I think I... 30 seconds of music. I think I literally only had one hit clip and I would listen to it <laughs> over and over again. I have the first 30 seconds of Complicated by Avril Lavigne down to a fucking science. <laughs> Uh-oh. And those cheese life's like this. <laughs> Some of my around everyone else. <laughs> and like you had those really, really cheap plastic headphones that would go into them that were like seconds away from breaking if you breathe on them wrong. <laughs> the type of quality that you got in like McDonald's Happy Meal toys, but as a full product. Oh, um, 
Oh, we didn't talk about Beanie Babies either. There were divorce settlements over Beanie Babies. I thought you were going to say Mighty Beans. Oh, God. There were so many people at my school that had Mighty Beans. I had a Mighty Bean that was quite rare, and that was one of my proudest achievements in second grade or whatever. I had the Pharaoh Mighty Bean. That's awesome. (laughs) I like the Mega Mighty Beans, like the giant ones. Oh, Mega Bean. (laughs) Mega Beans. (laughs) But yes, also Beanie Babies. I remember everybody was convinced that um, Beanie Babies were going to be, like, invaluable at some point. Like, they were going to be used for currency after Y2K or whatever. Oh my god. Yeah, we lived through Y2K. Oh, yeah. That's my deep-seated trauma. Oh, thinking the world was going to end when I was four years old. That's why I'm so into dystopian science fiction. Um, Beanie Babies... If you look up Princess Diana merch, a whole bunch of special edition Beanie Babies pop up. No way. Yeah, they had blue Beanie Babies that were like the color of her sapphire ring, and they had little white roses. Um, Did I have the Princess Diana sapphire Beanie Baby? Princess Diana. Wow. Yeah, the 90s or something else, man. It's valued at $10,000 now. Really? Uh-huh. I had the piece, Beanie Baby. It's valued at $5,000. Damn you, house fires. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, all of our Beanie Babies burned up. No, not the babies. Yeah. Aw. I had a koala Beanie Baby that I was obsessed with. I didn't uh, have If that we many. got all green... On our, I don't know if your teachers ever like flip colors or things like that. Yeah, like, we they, had to flip colors they would pull sticks. Or... That was our thing. Yeah, we it was like this was um, like an index card card organizer, and it was all laid out flat, and everybody had one, and then you would go and flip your color from like green to yellow, and then yellow to red, and if you got to blue, oh buddy, <laughs> you're going to the principal. You're office. in real big trouble. And if you had green for all week, you could come to the treasure box and pick out something. And I, there were only like three girls in my class, in this kindergarten class. And uh, most of the time the treasure box had like erasers in it. Like not, like pencils and things like, nice things for kids, but nothing huge. Mm -hmm. And then one week, there were beanie babies in it. (gasps) And there were only like three or four. And of course, everybody that goes up is picking out a beanie baby. And so she's calling down the roll, and I'm just, like, praying that any of the kids in front of me got to yellow and that they can't go get a Beanie Baby. And I got the last Beanie Baby in the treasure box, and it was a koala bear. Oh, wow. And I miss that Beanie Baby to this day. I would never uh, get rewards because I would always be on yellow all the time. I was always on yellow for talking. Me too! Mine was talking too, Madison! For talking! (laughs) This is why Anne Harder probably she would have pulled our cards every single day if that was still a thing in high school. <laughs> Sydney and I would have been on like purple by the time Anne got through with We'd us. We'd be like on trial for treason if Anne could pull our cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anne would be like, "There's not enough colors in this universe for me to tell you to shut up." <laughs> 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 I I kind of wish 
see, this is why you don't have them in high school, because in high school, I would have made it a goal to get to, like, red or purple every Yeah, day. that's probably why they discontinued that. Because <laughs> of dumb kids wanting to be like, I bet I can get her to call my parents. <laughs> yeah. I used to get in trouble all the time, though. Like, we would have to have parent-teacher conferences, like, Madison is a really good student, but she's quite talkative. That would be mine She's really all distracting the to the other students. All the time. There was more than one year where my teachers would have to literally move my desk to the back of the classroom because I would talk to other people during class all the time. I got sat next to the quietest kid possible. His name was Lorente. He swallowed a quarter. That was what we talked about for three weeks after. So Lorente had to go to the hospital and get a scan of the quarter. Lorente, I hope you're doing really well. I'm sorry that you had to listen to me talk to you all day, every day. The back of the classroom was lonely and cold. (laughs) (laughs) Dusty. I was a troubled youth, what can I say? Yeah, I had problems. Oh my god, do you remember password journals? (gasps) Okay, I never had password journals, but I did have the journals with the locks, with like the, the same key. For every password journal that was just, like, two little humps on, like, a tiny little plastic key. Maybe that's why I have a notebook fetish now. <laughs> because of the inaccessible toys of your youth. All I wanted was to say my name <laughs> in a password journal, unfold, and talk to me. I I distinctly remember the little song that would play when you open the password journal. And those things were not Fort Knox, let me tell you. Anybody could imitate your voice and use the same inflection <laughs> to get into the password journal. Um, you know what would have protected our Capitol Hill better? <laughs> a password journal. <laughs> a password journal with the keys to the Capitol building. <laughs> oh my gosh, wait, I'm going to make this TikTok. Nobody copy my idea. TM, 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 TM. <laughs> Yeah, the little song. It'd be like da 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 da, and then it'd be like, "Welcome back! You had one intruder." <laughs> I never had a Furby, did you? Yes, I did have a Furby. I had one Furby. Did it perish in and... the fire, or did it survive miraculously because of its demon powers? <laughs> I think it perished in the fire. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> I don't know though. I can't. I can't account for its whereabouts. <laughs> it just know. escaped. It made it out. <laughs> Oh my god! The Furby just like ran out of the, the house. The Furby started the fire, <laughs> dude. <laughs> don't tell the, the Furby in the attic. <laughs> the Furby in the attic was like, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I can't take it living with squirrels anymore. And it struck a match and threw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dried carcasses of all of my other like. Stuffed animals probably fueled the flames. Oh. Um, when I was, like, five or six, they thought that my brother might be allergic to the stuffing and stuffed animals, so I had to get rid of all of my stuffed animals. And they figured out that that's not what it was. They are like, he ended up having some other medical Wait, things. Wait, it's like, not what it was, and, and you I had to s- get rid of your precious babies for nothing? Yeah, and you know, when we took him down from the attic... Um, they had been sealed so poorly in, like, bags mm-hmm. that they were full of squirrel shit, and uh, I had to get rid of all of my stuffed animals, uh, which is why I have attachment issues now. 
Um, <laughs> I have a stuffed animal that I still keep with me to this day. Um, Our same. Um, same. His name is Ooh. Blue Bear because I am borderline Shakespearean in my naming abilities. <laughs> mine is named Mine is named Bear. <laughs> um, but Blue Bear was subject to my <laughs> all the anxiety in my tiny three year old body, and um, <laughs> he has a bunch of bald patches because I took my tiny little fingers and meticulously plucked the fur out of him so it looks like he has mange and it's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh god. Every time uh, I look at him I'm mean? like god what bless you your world's gonna end? <laughs> what do you mean the world's gonna end plucks all of the fur out of stuffed animals? <laughs> My parents have literally tried to pluck the fur out of it, and they can't. Like, that's how hard it is. But somehow, my tiny little baby hands figured out a way to, like, weed my way into the stuffing and rip out his blue fur. (laughs) They would come in after an evening, after a a night's rest, and there would be little clumps of blue fur all over my bedroom floor. (laughs) It's good to get that off my chest. <laughs> That's, it's good to let that out. Yeah. Um. This note is specifically directed to my parents because growing up, I was told that nobody would ever want to date or be married to somebody who had a stuffed animal from when they were five. And I definitely was going to have to get rid of it before I moved out. And let me tell you, I still have that bear. <laughs> Fuck you, mom. <laughs> and I'm good. And I'm gonna keep it. I saw this TikTok that was like, my boyfriend comes over to my house for the first time. Who are you? And then it's the little stuffed animal in the bed. It said, "I'm the owner of this house." <laughs> it hurts my heart every time Rob comes over and throws my stuffed animal on the ground because he's tucked into Rob's side of the bed. <laughs> Excuse like, me. How dare you? He pays rent around here. Do you remember Build a Bear? Of course. Did you build a bear? I had a bear, yeah. Well, it was a cat, but I had a build a bear stuffed animal. Did you make a little wish on the heart? I was so embarrassed when they asked me to do that. They would ask you to, like, spin around three times and, like, kiss it and blow on it and stuff. Um, I was way too old for it whenever they did it. <laughs> I, like, got to build a bear way too late for that to be cute. I did it, too. <laughs> I, I, it was specifically... I was at least in fourth grade because I remember having my Build-A-Bear on, like, a vacation to Disney World in fourth grade. So it was before that, but I still thought Mm -hmm. I was above all of that. (laughs) Did you put one of those annoying little um, sounds in the hand? Hell no. Oh, I wish I had not because mine would, like, meow at however many decibels it takes to rupture a human eardrum. I was obsessed with, like, the purity of simple stuffed animals. Like, I didn't like really colorful stuffed animals. I didn't like dressed up stuffed animals. It's amazing I went to build a bear. I picked the most generic bear they had. I said, don't put any sounds in it. And the only thing I got it, I got it, like, a striped shirt and some little pink converse. Which, to this day, are still the cutest things I've seen (laughs) on a little bear. So cute. Oh my gosh, I was at Goodwill today and I saw some little baby Birkenstocks. They would have been the perfect size for a Build-A-Bear. 
what is it about baby shoes that are so cute? Like when I go into Vans or Converse or something and they have like the little keychains and then right next to it they have the baby shoes. They are so impossibly small. There's no way a human could wear them. And, and yet. And yet they do. <laughs> but at the oh, same so time, as cute as they are, at the same time, I'm like, who in their right mind is paying $50 for a pair of shoes that a baby's going to wear for a month? For lawn? some trash. Yeah. Trash baby vans. Unless you like yeah, go get them agreed. your baby vans bronze dipped <laughs> to keep forever. <laughs> <laughs> I almost put my Austin East Ciders pineapple cider all into my laptop. <laughs> bronze okay, dipped baby vans. <laughs> bronze dipped baby vans is the title of this episode. Note to me when I'm editing this later. <laughs> Uh, bronze dip baby van. <laughs> uh, um, do you remember doodle bears? Yes. I didn't have a doodle bear, but Annie had a doodle bear. <laughs> I had a doodle bear. And, um... I had a doodle I bear. I to brag. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a doodle bear. Um, but I remember, like... <laughs> doing some dope-ass illustrations on my doodle bear and being like, you cannot wash it. I won't let you. <laughs> Do not touch them. Yeah, the, like, fleeting impermanence of the doodle bear was lost on me as I scribbled my masterpieces on their skin. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sydney, and the fleeting... <laughs> I'm sorry, repeat what you just I said. I can't. There's no way I could ever say that sentence again. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was. Title of your memoir... <laughs> The fleeting impermanence of the doodle bear skin. To- <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I'm going to be the next My great American bear. novelist. <laughs> oh my god, I need to start having uh, trends of cold brews before we record more often. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think this is all the because... The energy we're bringing with us to 2021. <laughs> I think this is all just because... <gasps> we haven't even talked about now albums. <gasps> like, now that's what I call music? Yes. Yes. Is there anything more early 2000s than a now that's what I call no, music No, no, no. Listen. Listen to this sentence. <laughs> is there anything more 2000s? Then walking through the Sam's Club with your parents and spotting the new edition of Now That's What I Call Music on the Shelf. Only trumped by maybe two years later, getting it out of the same album from two years before from the Walmart $5 CD bin. Remember when we... With like a Phil Collins album. Remember when we got a bunch of those out of the bin from in front of Second and Charles, the free bin? Yeah, where somebody dropped off like five of them. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good night. That was a good. That was night. a good night, but the songs weren't old enough. When we played it, I was like, "Oh, this is like from last year." Oh, this is like really too close to home. Yeah, I wanted like before yeah, one he of my cheats by Carrie Underwood to be on it or something. Dude, yeah. <laughs> like what I would listen to on the bus on the way to school, like that is what I want on my now albums. <laughs> My coworker and I listened through, now that's what I call music, 1 through 30 on Spotify, or maybe it was a YouTube music video playlist, mm-hmm. while we were at a client's office doing their audit. <laughs> um, we got pretty far, and it's amazing that 
there were some of the artists who were like regulars on the now albums like rihanna had a ton of songs Good for her. across now albums <laughs> nickelback appeared on now albums a lot we make fun of nickelback but they didn't make themselves popular no, you can't tell me that, like, when you were seven or eight or whenever that song came out, that, like, you weren't a fan of the song Rockstar. Because I fucking everybody I that know, song. Everybody I know can still say, I'll have the quesadilla, haha, at the right time. <laughs> On the house. <laughs> um, Yo... I paid actual money to put that on my iPod. It was before the day of streaming music. I paid 99 American legal tenders for did Rockstar you? to be on my iPod. Like, I'm... I think I did, too. I think I spent some of my iTunes gift card on Rockstar. Um, There was one song that they had that would literally make me cry every time I listened to it. I was, like, touched by a Nickelback oh, song. Oh, oh. It was the song where the album was like on. It was like a tree or something. Ah, yeah. uh, something about wait. stars. Oh, this... no, that's the other one. Um, they all sound the same. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. It's like the if everyone did. Yes! yes, 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 yes. If everyone yes. cared. <laughs> if everyone cared. If everyone oh cared, and nobody cried. <laughs> Um, and everyone learned and nobody my lied. My principal in elementary school put together a montage of my fifth grade class as we were graduating and put it to that song. Song? Yeah. That. Cut to me, like, crying for the first time out of nostalgia I, in fifth grade listening to Nickelback. I don't know if I'm making up a memory to match your memory, but I could swear. Somebody who went to South Hart with me, please verify. I could swear that the exact same thing happened at our elementary school. It might have. That's so familiar. Maybe various school districts licensed that song together. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that Hart County did not license anything. <laughs> something legal happening there. <laughs> so much to be thankful for. That were out of the 2000s. As we look like back. Like the early 2000s, rather. Yeah. The, the aughts. Oof. That was like... A, we're out of... I don't know. That was that was a time, for sure. <laughs> it was a cultural fever dream. <laughs> yeah. Too many bright colors, if I have to say so myself. Too many bright colors. Too many rich heiresses. Mm-hmm. Um... It was, like, the era of the heiress. I know that there have always been, like, body image standards and things like this, too. And I'm sure that because I was young and impressionable that it really sticks out to me. But I feel like the early 2000s was so toxic for, like, diet culture and stuff like that, too, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I think they called it... It started in the 90s, but it continued into the early 2000s. It was literally called heroin chic. And it was, like, mm-hmm. being so thin that you looked like you were doing hard drugs. Terrible. Nobody looked good. Also, weird um, Gen X mom diet culture had a big influence on that, too. Like, 
everything was sugar free. Yeah, sugar free and like hundred calorie packs and yo play <laughs> and all that shit. Um, go outside and do something for sixteen minutes. The George Bush presidency. Oh yeah, <laughs> weird. Remember when he was the worst president we'd ever had? I would kill for. W to be our worst president. I'd kill for him to be back in the Oval Office with his newfound love of painting. (laughs) (laughs) It would just be decorated immaculately with all kinds of portraits. I feel like some of his stuff is okay. (laughs) It's not bad. Um, I feel like he had to hide that part of himself until he accomplished this weird legacy thing with his dad. And as soon as he was done being president, he was like, I'm going to move back to my ranch in Texas and paint my feet. <laughs> I'm going to paint my dogs. <laughs> Good for you, W. You know, you do that. You do that. You're still a war criminal. But. Meanwhile, Jimmy Carter is dragging his old ass out to build houses. God bless Jimmy Carter. Ugh. God bless Jimmy Carter in Blue Georgia. That peanut man holding down Blorja with Stacey Abrams. God bless. God bless America. John. God bless John Ossoff. God bless Raphael um, Warnock. <laughs> and I'm proud to be an American being like a school rally <laughs> thing. It's also very early 2000. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I have a yearbook photo. Maybe this will be a trend. Maybe I'll find a yearbook photo that coincides with every episode to post on the Instagram. But, um,. I, uh, my yearbook this photo would be a good one. in 2001 was such, like, a post-9-11 patriotic circle jerk looking thing. Like, it's a, Same. Yeah, it's a little picture of me sitting on a bench holding an American flag and looking like the most patriotic little doll at the store. In your old Navy flag shirt. <laughs> I was in a very tasteful yellow dress. Thank you very much. I'll have you know that in fifth grade, I was penguin number five in the school play. (laughs) Unnamed penguin number five. Thank you. Okay. I don't have any more trauma that I wish to relive at this point. What was that commercial about um, the world's greatest love songs? All of the world's greatest. When you would wake up at two a.m. having left your TV on, and it would be like um, heaven and we love you. A classic collection of love songs. (laughs) Tell me how am I supposed to live without you? Without you, is there anything more? Uh, it's been compilation albums. No, I don't think there is. Or in the credit card. Oh my god. I remember like running to my mom and being like, this offer's only good for 17 more minutes. We gotta go, we gotta mom. gotta go. I need to go Nickelodeon magazine. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been um, a terrible recreation of your repressed memories about this classic book fair as a podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, and go buy yourself a nice pencil topper. 